Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special segment of Kings in the Fourth. I'm your host, Patrick Gallagher. And I'm Joey Yanatelli. And, yeah, we've been off for a few months, haven't we, Joey? Oh, uh, yeah. We got school and stuff to deal with. But guess what? School is over. Yeah, except for me. I have summer school. But, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. another conversation. Um, so, yes, we've been off, and as you know, uh, we've posted those two episodes um, before and after the Super Bowl, including our predictions and reactions to it, uh, which disappointed me very much. Um, and, yes, so we haven't done anything since then, and we were planning to do stuff all throughout um, uh, the time before, uh, from then until now. Um, also excuse the car horns, we live in New York City, and uh, it's just part of life here. But yeah, so we've been off for a bit because we've been busy with school, but school's out now, and so I'm planning on having a lot of time this summer to devote to creating more content for the podcast, possibly launching a website for it as well. Um, Joey, you're going to be joining me for part of that. Yeah. Um, but yes, this is going to be our official season launch because our two pilots that we launched in February, uh, we're considering them pilots now. Yeah, um, effectively. <laughs> so yeah, so welcome to season one of Kings in the Fourth. And we got picked up by we, ourselves. We got picked up by ourselves. Yeah. And so today we have a central question, um, that we're just dying to talk about, especially Joey, because, uh, he happens to be a Suns fan. Oh Yeah. And best, he has the best basketball fate. Yes, <laughs> best best team to be a fan of ever, because um, they're so successful. <laughs> hey, we're um, fifth all time in winning percentage. Uh, we were good before I was thirteen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Joey. Yeah. Who should the Suns pick, DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic? Oh no. The European phenomenon or the Phoenix or the local hero? Well. It really is a tough question to answer because we don't know where we go in free agency. Our big question here is we need a one and we need a five. So, of course, these are the top two players at each position. If, if, you, if you gave me a crystal ball and told me I was going to get Clint Capella in free agency this summer along with Doncic at point guard, hell yeah, I want Doncic. But I... Doubt that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's a question of now, assuming that there's no free agency, free agency pickups and we're still building through the draft, do you build it outside in or inside out? And I think if you look at the Warriors and the Rockets, who are the two, two best teams in the league, they have built from the outside in. They have versatile ball handlers who are good shooters and can play defense and play on the perimeter that they have, and then they fill in defensive rebounding centers, you know, rim protectors, to fill out the interior and have them play that role. And because of that, right now, and my opinion will change tomorrow because it was different yesterday, it was probably different 30 minutes ago, I'm going to say Luka Doncic is the pick because then you have 
a six foot eight point guard, a six foot seven shooting guard, a six foot eight small forward. The small forward Josh Jackson is an elite defender, or will be an elite defender, is a versatile defender, and with the size you have on the perimeter, even though Doncic and Booker aren't super athletic or great defenders, their size gives them some level of versatility to be able to switch, and you can switch anything, just like the Warriors like to do. And that's going to help us defensively, and it's going to, more importantly than that, it's going to build an incredible offense where you have three guys who can handle the ball, all of them can play off ball, and it's going to be... if those guys reach their ceiling, that could be an elite offense. And then all you got to do is fill out that center position with the cap space that you've accumulated over the years. Yeah, and uh, just one thing I want to say to that is uh, obviously um, there's a lot of pressure with Phoenix's organization to get this pick right, considering yes. it's the first uh, number one overall pick in franchise history. And the two players at, at the top of the draft uh, in Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton are so um, different uh, because you've got Ayton, who's this really offensively strong center um, who is seven one and has the chance to be uh, and, and is looking like the most athletic, you know, big man to come out of college since Carl, Carl Towns um, versus this uh, European you know, point guard essentially who is or point forward who is six eight um, and looks like a less athletic LeBron James or looks like a, a Ben Simmons that has a jump shot. He's accomplished all you can accomplish in the Euro League at the age of nineteen. He's won an MVP, a championship, and a national championship with Slovenia. I'm as the best player on those teams. And, and you're right. And the fact that he's he's just coming off a, a, a final, uh, a EuroLeague final right now with Real Madrid, um, and he was the MVP of the game. And in the game, he looked solid. Yeah, um, I liked what I saw from him. It wasn't like a superstar crazy. It was really a team win, and they play a lot less minutes in this league. It's a little different. But Luca looked really good. He's also very good at getting to the free throw line. So yeah. even though he, even if he's not shooting great, he can get to the line, and he was definitely doing that. Well, here's just what I want to talk about with Luca really quick. He's doing everything that needs to be done on the floor, but the only problem is he's just not as quick for an NBA, or, or we don't know if he can be as quick for an NBA offense because, uh, as you might have mentioned earlier. Um, the EuroLeague plays at a significantly slower pace than the NBA. And that could be a problem for Luka because going from a half-court style offense and being kind of thrown into an NBA system where uh, it's very up-tempo and fast and um, you're getting way more possessions per game than in a EuroLeague system. I actually believe that when you give Luka Doncic an offseason... Keep in mind that he's been playing basketball for 18 months straight because of the national team and the EuroLeague season, nonstop. Donovan Mitchell, one of the reasons why he exploded in between the in between the draft and the regular season, was because he improved himself athletically. This happens with a lot of prospects: is that they're given an off season to improve athletically. Luka Doncic, you. If he's not playing basketball 24-7 for 18, 18 straight months and you give him some time off, he's going to improve his, less, his athleticism through training and all kinds of other methods because he's not going to be playing ball every single day nonstop. So I think he's going to athletically develop. And I actually, from watching 
Real Madrid, it's very much a team game. Sometimes he passes to someone who just post-ups for 11 seconds and he doesn't really touch the ball the rest of that possession. I actually think in an NBA offense, he might thrive. Mm -hmm. He's not super fast. He's not John Wall or De'Aaron Fox or any of those guys or Russell Westbrook or Dame Lillard. He's not that kind of player, but he's really, really skilled, and he's going to be able to push the ball up the court just with his passing alone. Yes, and um, let's talk about someone who is really athletic in in, uh, DeAndre Ayton because some of Ayton's strengths that I really like is just um, he only played one year at Arizona, but you just look at his um, physical attributes. The fact that he's uh, seven feet tall has a 7'5 wingspan and has an 8'11 standing reach. That is insane oh, yeah. for a prospect. And you don't see players this big and this good coming into the NBA because a lot of the players that came into the NBA that are good now, um, that are that height, I mean, like Hassan Whiteside comes to mind as, as, as a 7-foot player. Um, that had a lot of athletic skills, but he went in the second round and even had to go to China to develop. I mean, he, he is coming. He seems to have an offensive game already developed for and for a guy that's his size and his and that young. That's very impressive, and I'm sure that Sacramento and Phoenix, you know, have to really be hoping that they get him. Yeah, you know, he. I, as I mentioned before, I've changed my mind. Every half hour for the past week, I really love Aiton. He was my favorite player in college basketball this season. He's the player I watch the most. He's one of the only players to make me want to watch college basketball that much because he's so dominant and he's such a throwback to the true center days in a lot of ways. But then he also has these this really beautiful jump shot and that I think can be developed into a great three-point shot. It might take a couple of years. I think he's an elite athletic player and an elite like his 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 all his all his uh, physical skill sets is is just off the chart you don't find them in a lot of prospects i think that the concern with him though is how much can you afford to not be a good defender when you're a center versus a point guard like Doncic and and that's what frightens me particularly about this prospect cuz i just remember him uh watching him particularly during the end of the college basketball season and postseason um where he would just be in the paint and and they have him placed on a they they have yeah. him defending a man on the wing which is a very 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 bad thing for Aiton because I cannot tell you how many times a guy on the wing would just catch it and just run across him on the baseline and just run by him on the baseline. Both Aiton and Doncic struggle defensively. The upside of Aiton over Doncic on the defensive question is the fact that his issues hypothetically can be taught because they're not because of his athleticism. He has the quick feet to be actually be able to stay in front of perimeter defenders. And if he can do that, that's going to be the most significant one of the most significant parts of his game and what makes him unique is that he's 7 foot 1 and can guard perimeter defenders cuz he has the size, obviously the size, but he also has the the the, the skill set and the tool set to be able to do it, but he just doesn't have the defensive IQ yet. And if he can learn those skills under a good developmental coach, then I think you don't have to worry about him as much defensively, and he might even be a pretty decent player within a team defense. 
but then, of course, the alternative situation is that he's so bad defensively that he's that it, he played can't off be the court. Right, that he's played off the court in playoff games because how often do we see big guys not playing at the end of these playoff games because they can't... But you're right. He he is more of a project than Luca because I think um, Luca you can kind of plug and play, and um, I think he'll get it very fast. And and just the only thing I'll sh- I think he'll struggle with will be just adjusting to the tempo of the game, um, which is what I think a lot of a lot of young uh, rookie guards struggle with who played half point in in college or Europe. But the problem with Aiton is that. If he gets played off the court just because he's so bad on defense, what's going to happen when he's up against, when he has to defend, you know? It's going to be so difficult for him to adjust, and and I think Luka will be the person who will have more of an impact no matter where he goes at first, but uh, because Aiton is that much of a project, it's going to take a lot of time for Aiton to fully adjust to the NBA more than Domchich. Yes, but on the other hand, his ceiling is probably higher mm-hmm. because his like if if he develops defense like if 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 DeAndre Ayton was a good rim protector, there wouldn't even be so if he becomes a good rim protector and even a good perimeter defender and then is as good offensively as Carl Anthony Towns and is getting twenty five and twelve every game along with three blocks. That's elite, and that's good in any era, especially because he, because he can jump shoot, so he can space the floor for you. So he offensively doesn't have very many downsides at all. Offensively, he's going to be a star. It's just, like, I have no doubt he'll get 15 points a game at least. Well, but, do, you think, do you think he'll be as effective offensively? Because in, in college, one thing that I noticed when I watched his game... Well, yeah, he, he yeah. was just bigger than everybody else on the floor, and that's not going to be the case once you get to the well, NBA. Well, is it seven foot one? Is, and he is bigger than everyone on the floor. He just can't... He's not six well, foot eight white guy. What, you know? What's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen when, when he's up against, like... Um, I don't yeah. want to say Whiteside because Whiteside's not as good as he was anymore. What's going to happen Davis, when he's yeah. up against, like, Anthony Davis? What's going to happen when he's up against, like, a healthy Cousins? Um, what's going to happen whenever he's well, up against Joel Embiid? Like, these guys who, Embiid, are, yeah, who are, are the exact same size as him but are just more offensively capable at this or we know are more offensively yeah, capable. Are, right? I mean, I just think he's going to get burned in those games and, yes, possibly played off the floor. Yeah, I don't think. Here's the thing. I think I maybe played off the floor is an exaggeration because I think that he's so skilled offensively that you keep him in there. I think there's no way he's like a full on bust, but I think that he there's just a good chance he's not as good as Luka Doncic. Uh, DeAndre Ayton didn't play a lot of uh, paint protection at Arizona, so we have yet to see how he adjusts to that role. Maybe he'll be better than we think he's going to be, but probably not because. Rookies struggle on defense. It takes a few years to learn defense, and if you're someone who isn't naturally defensive, gift, defensively gifted, it's going to be even higher of a learning curve for you, especially when you're playing the most important defensive position on the floor. Exactly. Um, so I think that gives a good overview of the two players. So that brings us back to our central question. So, Joey, if you are... Robert Sarver and the oh, Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Um, Ryan McDonough. Uh, <laughs> Ryan McDonough's the GM. Please don't mention Sarver. Oh, but I have to. If I'm Robert Sarver, I'm just like, Bagley! And then just to ruin everything. <laughs> or Trey Young, just to ruin my life. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you're Robert Sarver and, and Ryan McDonough and, and you're in this Phoenix front office, what are, you, what are you aiming to do with this number one overall pick? I think that you pick Luka Doncic. 
Well, your mind is going to change on that tomorrow. You're sure. No, I know. Me. I think right now you 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 pick Luka Doncic if you feel like you have a good path to getting a center who can play a role defensively, rebounding, stretching the floor. If you feel like you can target one of those guys and get them, Capella is the number one option there, obviously. Um, if you feel like you can get those guys, then you go with Doncic, I suppose. But uh, I think they're going to pick Aiton because I think this, that this, the pressure of Aiton playing in Arizona, Booker tweeting about how he wants him, all that kind of stuff, I think that's probably going to happen unless they trade the pick for Towns. I'm going to agree with you because I do think um, if you're looking for someone who's going to help your team, um, who's not only going to help your team right away but is going to set your team up for the future, I think you go with Luka Doncic. Yes, I think um, Aiton is a pick that will set your team up for the future, but I think he just has more to learn. Um and, and especially for Phoenix, uh, for a team that, that has been tanking for the past, you know, three years, um, that's really looking to finally be competitive, uh, possibly next year. I just think Doncic is going to have more of an impact on your team, and it's just another ball handler and shot creator on the floor, which is what I think Phoenix kind of needs more than a low post guy. Yeah, uh, I think Aiton's ability to not just be a little... Like, I think... I Look, if we pick Aiton, I'll be really excited. He's a really, really good player. It's just... In any in almost any other year, he would be the number one pick. He might even be the number one pick last year, possibly. Mm-hmm. It's But it's... Do you pick Aiton, who, like, all rookies, ha- like, has their question marks that he has to work out? Aiton has his question marks, like any rookie that he's got to work out. With Doncic, though, it's... A more proven product, in my opinion. He has been playing at a very high professional level. For 18 months, no less. Yeah, well, 18 months straight, but then he's been playing since he was, like, 16. Like, he's been on these teams since he was a kid. He knows what it means to play in a professional ball club. He's playing in the biggest basketball club outside of the United States, Mm -hmm. okay? Like... They are a big deal in Europe. It's Real Madrid, and he's the main guy. He won MVP. He won a championship. Uh, He played under the Suns' head coach and won a a, a, a national championship or a a Eurobasket. Euroleague championship. Was it? No, no, like for the Slovenia. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not that familiar with the Slovenian league. No, no, he, <laughs> it wasn't. The national team won like the European tournament. Oh, they won like the Euro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. that's okay. what I'm saying. Eurobasket, I think it is. He right. So he has played under Kakashkov's system, and he has succeeded. So you know he would just be plugged in, and he would have better players than he had with Kakashkov, obviously, mm-hmm. because obviously NBA competition is higher. So, I would definitely say that Doncic is the best pick if you want to start being successful next year, which when you have Devin Booker about to finish his rookie contract, you want to. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up this segment. Um, We're going to put out a possibly a mock draft segment um, uh, at a later date or at a later time, possibly with this. We uh, are about to record that right now. We don't know if we're going to put that out yet. Um, But yes, uh, this has been... Uh, a segment with a yes. word with uh, the host of Kings and the Fourth. So, uh, with that in mind, I'm your host, Patrick Gallagher. And I'm Joey Yanatelli. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. See ya.